and Nightshade. Three, two. everyone and welcome to this the legion of myth weekly live stream episode number 160 coming at your ear holes 20th april 2018 it's a very special day my friends why is it special because we have your hosts alex garth on marsh and brett heathen dog grismer hello everyone hope we find you well today is a special day it is, it is international. It is international tabletop uh, gaming day, and uh, if you haven't been watching uh, Geek Geek and Sundry, because they, you know, they have uh, live live games throughout throughout the day. Yeah, that's uh, their bread and butter. You, there, you're missing out. Well, don't watch them now. You're watching us now. Well, yeah, so yeah. Keep some other point. Us, some other point. After after us, yeah. Then go ahead and watch that. Yeah, because you know that's good stuff. That's good stuff. And I'm wearing a hat today because uh, I busted my head open, and I have. Uh, I have gauze. This, this hat is holding gauze to my head. I was gonna. You should, I was gonna say as part of International Tabletop Day, I'm wearing a hat because I banged my head on a tabletop. Bam! It was actually <laughs> a cabinet. But okay, fine. Cabinets are like tabletops, except they're, like, they're like, built into the wall. Yeah, they're like sideways tables. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's like a table when you think about it, <laughs> except doorknobs. Those they not, cannot be tables. They are not like tables. Not at all. But wow, doors are okay. like tables. All right, move on. <laughs> you lost me. What else is like a table? Stop it. <laughs> the earth Stop is it. like a table. No, it's not. It's round. Except you shut it's up. It's round. <laughs> uh, okay, everyone. Today, this week, on our live stream, we're going to be going over our segments of Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, anime on the stream. He's going to talk about Violet Evergarden and Corpse mm. Princess. Yeah, see, uh, reminds uh, me of a girl I, I dated. That's right. Uh, just like last time, I'm going outside my wheelhouse and then coming right back in. So Violet Evergarden is a drama piece. And of course, I'm bringing us right back to the action with Corpse Princess. All right. In Garthon's comic poll, Avengers number 690, Dr. Afra number 19, and The Mighty Thor number 705. And in the random number generator, we are going to talk about... Uh, I just got a uh, I, an Oculus Rift, so we're going to yes. talk about my experience with that so far. It's been, uh, well, we'll talk about it then. There you go. The future is upon us. Woo! Future is now. Future is, actually, it kind of is when you think about it. It really is. Eh. Future is now. Well, the future is now, because the, the Well, now, now is always now, now, so it's actually never the future. Yeah. But as for things I expected from the future, a lot of it's happening right now. It's pretty exciting. I want my flying car. Uh, have you, I've seen people drive on the road. I want a self-flying car. <laughs> they can't even get the self-driving cars right. A self-flying car would just crash That'd into something. That'd be so much safer than actual people driving. Yeah. I mean, I will take robot-driven car. Well, car. Flying cars. Mm. I'll definitely take. Uh, as always, thank you for all of our top subscribers and Patreon subscribers through and Twitch subscribers. We appreciate you so much. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to this video. Comment, please. Let us know how you're feeling. Even if you want to say you guys suck, hey, you know, maybe we do today. Fuck. 
that's fine. But give us a thumbs up and five stars anyway. <laughs> we would do it for you. Uh, thank you so much to all of our top donors. We really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. As always, you can like, subscribe, and comment through multiple social media channels through Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, Amino, and uh, check getting stuff through G2A. 70,000 products. Get stuff. And the audio version of this is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. And of course, find podcast aggregators everywhere, however everywhere. you want to get it. Get our gear. Be cool. Got my Garthon shirt on. Garthon. Even dog shirt. Man, that's cool, too. That's cool, too. Need a hat. That's what Shut I need. Up. I need a hat. <laughs> you make making fun of my hat? No, I like you your should. hat. You should. I have it backward. You do have a backward just, hat. Just to feel more stupid. Well, you know, no, you can't I, have I a fork because there'd be no light. Yeah, yeah there'd be yeah. no light. It'd be all darkness right yeah, here. You can't do that. So yeah. you're going to just have to be a bro for a while. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Protein shakes. Yep. NFL. I don't lift. <laughs> <laughs> I only do 12-ounce curls. Oh. <laughs> 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 Uh, as always, the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire vast, powerful, conspiracy-wielding Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort about a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership or listenership. Like, subscribe, comment. It says right there on the slide. Boom, do it. Do it. It's right there. Spend five seconds. Type in, I commented. Cool. No, you're there. No, you're breathing. But as always, everyone, we're going to start out with something more interesting than what happened previous to it. Even more exciting than the disclaimer. More grabbing of your heart than the thank you to our subscribers. Oh, I feel faint. And more involving and intellectually stimulating than my yelling, welcome to the live stream. That's that's impossible. (laughs) It's either dogs and me on the street. Hello, everyone. Uh, happy to see you here. Uh, today we have uh, two anime, uh, one from Netflix and one from Hulu. Uh, we're going to the drama route first with uh, Violet Evergarden. Uh, this is a World War One era period piece, and uh, it revolves around uh, the story of this uh, this Violet chick. And I say chick, I don't know why I said that, but she, she's a girl. At the beginning of the series, she's 14, so she is a girl. So if, if I say girl, don't go all up in arms. She's a woman. No, no. 14-year-old people are not adults. How, how dare you identify her? <laughs> but uh, World War One's a good all... era. You don't see a lot of stuff have, taking place in that era. That's no, a good era to do no. stuff. It's true. It's true. And uh, it's all about her journey uh, back to being uh, a normal a normal girl. Because, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you the story about her in just a second. But first, we're going to the details. Uh, directed by uh, Taichi... Ish- Ishidate, I want to say. Sure. Uh, written Ishidate. by, yeah, Ishidate. Uh, written by Rico Yoshida. Music by Evan Call, which I think I've seen that once before. Studio Kyoto Animation, licensed by Netflix. Original network is Netflix. Original run January eleventh, two thousand eighteen. That was for the world, but in the U.S. and Australia, we got boned. We got it on April fifth, probably because of, net- of some Netflix deal or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and for a total of uh, is that thirteen? Yeah, thirteen episodes, and you can of course only watch it in the U.S. on Netflix. Now, let's get down to it. Violet, she is the protagonist. Well, not it's it's a drama, so there really isn't a protagonist and antagonist. So we'll just call her protagonist because the story revolves around her. She is a war orphan. All right, uh, uh, she was found uh, in a in a town just completely destroyed by war. She was found by uh, 
by a, uh, some soldiers and she had no memories. She was complete shell shock. And uh, well, uh, they decided that, you know what, we're, we're lacking in soldiers and we're going to try this whole uh, training her up because she seems to be a blank slate and she had no emotions at all. None. She'd shut down completely. Sounds so like they trained her. There you go. They, they trained her to be a fighter. And look what happened. She became a killing machine. Just because she just absorbed killing like a sponge. And uh, they actually had names for her, like the uh, uh, the uh, uh, blonde uh, fighter maiden of Lichtensteinberg or whatever the place was called. You know, they, they, had, they had a whole whole bunch of whole bunch of names for her. when, when the, uh, later on uh, in the in the anime. The, she actually fought again, which normally this is all all the fighting is done in uh, flashbacks. Okay. But uh, there was one there was one part where she fought and, and this one of the soldiers recognized her and says, no, we give up. <laughs> Smart thing no, to do. We're just going to leave. You do what you do. We're going to do over here. And then they left like, nope, we're done. Give up. So uh, after the war, uh, the last battle of the war, she lost her arms uh, in a uh, in a. Uh, a grenade explosion. Accident. Oh. No, a grenade explosion. All right. She lost her arms and she got auto mail type arms, like, you know, like bionic arms. Like, That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. World War One now. Hey, okay? you, know, you know. Everything else is like steam engines and they don't have electricity, stuff like that around a whole lot, you know. So, but where, but they got auto mail. All right. They got bionics. Hey, why not? Fine. That stuff's easy. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the easy that's stuff. That's easy. But uh, not only did she lose her arms, but she also lost her major. Now, uh, the, the major uh, is, a, is an important figure in, in her life, and him dying uh, really uh, set, sets off the, the whole story. She has to uh, discover uh, the meaning of his last words to her. All right. So uh, we're going to go and... Uh, and go to the next slide. And she, to do this, she became an auto memory doll. Now, what an auto memory doll is, is uh, someone who uh, is who writes letters for other people. All right. Uh, yeah. This remember this World War One. Uh, not a lot of not everyone can read, so they can't write. So they have to have someone if they want to write a letter. They have to have someone write it for them. So the, there are these women who who just dictate letters. You know, they just they get dictated to, and they type the letter out. Now that's half the job. The other half is uh, also helping them uh, craft their message. Like they, they also may not be great with words, all right? You know, they can't read, they can't write, so they've never done this before. So the auto memory doll's job is to not just write exactly what the person says, but also to try and, and uh, flower up the language to convey what the person actually wants to say. Like, now, a, she has, like a ghost like, writer. Yes, like a ghost writer, exactly. Yes. Now. Uh, she she gets this job. Usually, uh, a person already has uh, uh, who who gets this job has a high EQ uh, to actually read people to see what they want. She has almost no EQ. She had, at first her letters were just disastrous. Yeah, you know, it's like they're like, oh no, you have to write, write what they mean. Okay, she wrote exactly what they meant, and it didn't get any of the feeling across, just the facts, and she was awful at it. But in learning how to do this job, she actually grows into a real person. All right, that sounds kind of yeah. neat. All right, so let, let's go to uh, Gilbert uh, uh, Bougainvillea or whatever the heck his name is. Uh, he's uh, oh, yeah. he was the yeah, there you go. He's the major in the in the Liedenschaftlich Army. Like I said, this is a European slash Eastern European fake country, uh, World War One era. So 
you know, they're all it's all it's all Germanic type names everywhere. Uh, he was given Violet as a tool for war. That was that was uh, she she was trained to kill, and she uh, his older brother was a, a captain in the navy, and said, "Hey, I uh, this is a new program. You're taking her. Don't, just don't get attached to her. She's not a real person." But immediately, even though she was broken and not a real person, he saw in her actual potential, and he he taught her how to read. He taught her how to write. He taught her you know things that weren't war. And, uh, you know, hopefully hoping that one day she would grow into being a real person and get over her past trauma, or at least uh, not maybe get over, but learn to deal with it. All right. That's fair. Yes. But of course he dies at the the last battle of the war. He dies and uh, she loses her arms and he's taken, she's taken in by Claudia Hodgins. Now Claudia is a guy that's just. I don't know why they named him Claudia. Maybe it's a German thing. I don't know. He was a lieutenant colonel in the same army, uh, friends with the major. And uh, it was actually uh, his, uh, the, the major uh, went into battle, that that last battle. And he right before he went, he told the lieutenant colonel, he told Claudia, say, hey, if something happens to me, you got to take care of her. Because, you know, I have high hopes for her. I really want her to, to you know, live a full life. So uh, after the war, he, uh, he retired from service and he opened the CH Postal Company. Now, this is like a, the World War One version of FedEx. I mean, uh, they do everything. They deliver letters, packages. Uh, they have their auto memory doll department. You know, all that, all that cool stuff. So he took Violet in, gave her a job, and at first uh, she was delivering letters, which she was great at. Sorting letters, she was great at because she had complete focus. Right? right. She had no, no emotional baggage, no, no, no uh, distractions or anything. She could focus really well. Didn't really want but- to take it a lot of breaks. You know, didn't chit chat. Yes, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, so she was great. But uh, she wanted to find out what the last words that the major told her meant. And the last words that that, that he said to her before he pushed her out of the way uh, when, when the bombing, when the final bombing started was, I love you. Uh. She didn't get it. She didn't get it. And she wanted to get it. So she, de- she decided that if I'm going to learn what he meant, I have to learn what other people mean when they say this, that's when she decided to become an auto memory. It's not a bad thought process. No. And of course, uh, uh, Hodgins, uh, wanted to help her do this. I mean, she's obviously a bad fit to be an auto memory doll at jump. She can type fast. She can type really fast because it was bionic hands, but, uh, that's about it. That that's, you know, dictating letters and correspondence like that. She's great at, but she wanted to learn, you know what it meant when people wanted to convey emotions but he he let her keep the job even though she sucked at it because he he also wanted her to to get the skill but you know because he promised gilbert he'd take care of her now antagonists there's none it's a drama man there are no antagonists you know the whole story is violet's journey of self-discovery she goes from being vulcan to being human at the end you know that's and you see all the steps along the way every yeah yeah every person she helps kind of like unlocks a little bit more of herself. Like questing in an RPG. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, she, she helped a, uh, a young, uh, princess, uh, open her, open herself up to the, uh, the, the prince of another country that, that, uh, is pledged to marry her and, you know, helped with their correspondence. And in doing so, you know, got her comfortable with herself and with this other person and all stuff. He, uh, she helped, a, uh, a woman who was dying uh, pen letters uh, to her daughter for her birthday every year up until age 20. 
you know, and in doing so, she unlocked another, you know, emotional level in herself, you know, so that that was you know, the whole thing is, is her journey, her, uh, her, her emotional awakening throughout the throughout the entire series. Now, what I give it, I gave it four stars. Why? The story was amazing. It was a really great story. Cool. Uh, the supporting characters were great. Uh, all the supporting characters that get at least one episode dedicated to them uh, to to really flesh them out, to really make you care. And nobody disappears. You know, nobody really disappears. Uh, everyone stays uh, stays in the periphery. Like, you don't have one episode about this one guy and he go, he's gone forever. You never see no. him again. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You see him. You see him around. You see these people around. Uh, the, the cinematography on this one, also great. I mean, uh, if, if this were a movie, it, w- it would be up for an Oscar, uh, a cinematography Oscar. It would definitely. Wow. I mean, uh, just the, the, the panning shots, the, uh, the uh, 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 giant uh, boom type stuff where you like move back, uh, the, where you, the scene kind of unfolds as the, as the camera pans out. So like they get that all the time. It's really great, really beautiful. And uh, yeah, watching the thing, you know, I had something my a couple times, you know, I had to, you know. That's I was, all right. Wasn't, admit it. wasn't crying. I wasn't crying. It. I had there was there was dust. There was dust, dust in my dust eye. in the room. Yes, it was in the room. It blew my eye. That's right. And that's what happened. Now the cat what I by. exactly what I didn't like about it. The first three episodes were atrociously slow. Oh my god! Now the the only reason I was watching this is because this this was a suggestion. So okay, I'll watch it after the first episode. like God. If okay, this, <laughs> I don't think I made it. Okay, no, I, oh man, my, I'm, I'm, I might break my, my three episode rule. Uh, I watched the first episode and it was just, it was like, it was like watching through mud. It was like, oh my God, everything is slow. Like, like, like to build a fire slow. I mean, this thing was just <laughs> moving in slow motion. I was dying. I'm like, episode two came out. Okay, no, no, this, this was a, a request from Discord. So I got it. Okay, episode two. Being out oh my god! It was even slower. I I could feel my <laughs> hair growing watching this thing. Uh, and then I got to episode three. Nope, this is Sheris. He he is he is he's a donor. I gotta watch this. He watches anime. He knows what's good. He wouldn't lie. I, I gotta. The third episode was like, oh dear God, someone kill me now. Holy crap! Luckily. Because of all those things, Sheris is an old friend. He's a donor. It was a request. I started episode four. Episode four on, the pacing was much better. It picked up, but it was still could have been, to get it five stars, the pacing could have been better, better. But okay, okay. I only took away half a star for that. All right. Because the, the pacing improved yeah, yeah. dramatically beyond episode three. Now, the, uh, the bionic arm arms not explained <laughs> the whole technology it doesn't is kind of like need to be over. explained they didn't explain that doesn't at all it. like they're doesn't they're using they're using uh uh world war one era weapons uh they have uh all of their planes are like friggin biplanes you know stuff like that but they have bionic arms i can let that go it's whatever yeah lost another half star because they didn't yeah, why but don't they, they have mecha but, then? They should have mecha. I know, right? They, if you have bionic arms, that I want that, steam uh, mecha. If you got that, yeah. I mean, she can't. Uh, it didn't. It didn't say if she can feel through them or not, but she. It's definitely attached to her nerves because she can move. You know, yeah. she had great dexterity. So, I don't know. I didn't. They never explained it, so I dinged it for it. But other than that, uh, if you're gonna make 
uh, a niche piece, you know, like, like comedy or drama or, you know, like that, it's gotta be excellent to, to, uh, get a wider audience. And this one is, it is an excellent oh, cool. period drama piece. Excellent. I highly recommend it. Well, well maybe yeah. I'll check that out. There you go. And like I said, you can find it on Netflix. Right. Now back to the well corpse princess. All right. Now this one, uh, this one's kind of fun. Uh, it is a, it's a story about a dead girl. She is, after being murdered, uh, Makina Hashiro, Hash, Hashimura. So she's a living dead girl. Hashimura, yeah, she's a living dead girl. Living cue the cue the song in your head. Girl. Exactly right. Uh, she she is a Shikabane Hime. Uh, Shikabane is a corpse, and Hime is princess. So corpse princess. Ha-ha. There you go. Uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, uh, her her goal is to kill regular uh, Shikabane, which are just uh, uh, corpses reanimated that. Uh, Oh, so folk. corpse peasants. Yeah, corpse peasants. Right. <laughs> there you go. Good, good, one, good one. Let's get to the details of this one. Uh, directed by uh, Masahiko Murata, written by Sho Aikawa. Sure. I think so. Um, music by Norihito Suma, Sumitomo. That's that's a cool name. I like that name. Uh, studio is <laughs> Feel and Gainex. That's cool. A license by Funimation. Original network was ATX. Original run was October 2nd, 2008 to March 26, 2009 for a total of 25 episodes. And you can watch it on Hulu. Now, let's get to the main characters. Uh, Makina Hoshimura. She is the, the main protagonist. All right. Uh, she was She was murdered. Her whole family was murdered. And she was murdered in such a way as to as to uh, uh, make it so her spirit would come was would be latched to her dead body and, and she would come back as a as a uh, shikabani. That was done on purpose. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's rough. But, yeah. By, by the bad guys, obviously. Because uh, well, why would the bad uh, guys want her to come back? They have a plan. All right. I guess her anyway. plan was not she kills them all. I guess that's what happened. Yeah. It, it ended up being that ended up being uh, what happened. But uh, what I find strange is her weapon of choice are double Mac 11 submachine guns. When, when, when I tell you how, how to kill Shikabane, you're like, that's, you're going to be like, man, that's the wrong weapon. That is not the weapon I would choose because uh, Mac 11s are basically spray and pray. You know, I mean, you got to be real close to somebody and the accuracy is out the door. It's crazy. Uh, stupid low. The Mac 11 is a subcompact version of the Mac 10 uses yep. 0.380 ACP rounds. Yep. So that's going to be a crap ton of kickback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she she has a, a superhuman, a slightly superhuman strength, so she can handle kickback. But it is like, but there's enough kickback to where aiming is freaking pointless. It's mainly, mainly just that direction. Cool. Yeah. Now, uh, she's looking for the Shikabani that killed her and her family. That's, that's you know, she, she agreed to, to, uh, to be part of this whole monk uh, sect thing and, and the whole... Shikabani killing Shikabani, you know, deal uh, because she wanted to kill the people who killed her and her mom and dad and her brother, sister, whatever, which, you know, vengeance. I get it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who else is in this one? Uh, Ori Kagami. Uh, he is he's the male. He's the male protagonist. Uh, he's a high school student, you know, normal, normal high school kid. He was he's raised in an orphanage that is uh, uh, owned by the monastery that uh, a, a Buddhist, a Buddhist monastery where uh where uh, the the pilot project of uh, of Shikabane Hime uh, is is run out of, uh, he was found by the head monk of the of the uh, Kogan sect, which is you know the, and he was taken to the orphanage because 
his parents were killed by by Shikabane and his mom was dead, brothers were dead, and he was found in a pile of corpses. And they're yep. like, wow, this, this kid got a got a raw deal. Let's let's give him a home, you know. All right, fine. Now, initially, he's not involved. The, the The monk that found him, he calls Big Brother. the The monk that found him keeps him away from from his night job, which is killing killing dead things. That that sounds fair. Yeah, but for some reason, circumstances keep drawing him into this world. I mean, uh, uh, one thing leads to another, leads to another, and he keeps finding himself in situations where he is around things that trying to kill him all the time. Now, in the beginning of this anime, he is he is like uh like Rocky from Claymore, useless. He's just he's just a lodestone. He's just worthless to everyone around him. But unlike Rocky and unlike Jar Jar Banks, he actually becomes useful at the end. He gains skills to be, you know, an actual fighter. He's That's good. Yeah, he gives something back. Right to, to the story instead of just taking. Is it like an instant? Oh, now I'm powerful, or is it like a no, slow no, no? Progression? Throughout throughout the anime, throughout the 25 episodes, oh, he gets stronger, stronger. Yeah, I you know, he didn't that. have a training montage or anything like that, but but it, it's it's plausible. You know, he does go through monk training so he can get better. So there you go, there good. I like Getting it. Stronger. That was good. Sorry. See, you didn't do it then, but you're doing it now. Yeah. Okay, now the uh, the other main characters are the monks, the the uh, Kogan sect monks. Uh, their whole job, the, these Buddhist monks, are their their whole job is to rid the world of of uh, these these undead things because these undead things kill people. Now, what they use uh, on their shikabane to make them shikabane hime is they have a they create a contract, a spiritual link between monk and shikabane now this this allows the the uh, shikabane to keep their humanity because they're they're uh while their body doesn't have a soul their soul is gone they're actually uh tethered to the soul of the monk so they don't lose their minds all right so like subcontracting right right exactly you know the, the monk is sharing his soul with the shikabane hime to keep them human-like all right fair enough but they still have, you know, they still heal really fast and they're they're superhumanly agile and strong. So they're they're you know, the monk's job is to stand back and not be killed. Because when when he, when the contracted monk dies, the Shikabane Hime becomes just Shikabane, and they either die immediately or they go insane and become what you want to kill. Right. So yeah, his his job is to defend himself, not die. To let the Shikabane Hime do her Sounds familiar job. for some reason. Probably is. Now, how do you make Shikabane Hime? Well, uh, someone uh, someone dies and and they, they turn into a Shikabane, but they have to uh, fit a criteria. And here's where the awesome sexism comes in, because the criteria is only girls between certain ages of twelve and sixteen can be turned into Shikabane Hime. Uh, they are treated as tools. In the, in the fight, you know, they are they are a gun, a sword, or whatever. That that that's how the monks treat them. Most of them, that's how they're treated. And and if they die or or their usefulness seems to be over, they're discarded. Like whatever, get out. You know. So yay, yay, yay! yay Japanese sexism strong again. Yeah, that's now kind of weird, kind of creepy. Yeah, it's it's creepy, and man, it's just like Claymore. You know, like you, you peel back the writing, you peel back stuff. It's just men taking advantage of girls. That's that's what this is as well. Yeah, yeah. It's just, ugh, I don't Yeah, yeah that part's icky. Yeah, now, the main antagonist, obviously the Shikabane. Now, these are people that died with unfinished business or great regrets, right? And uh, their soul is gone. 
well, they're, they're, their soul, their human soul is gone, but their mind is still attached to their body because they don't want to move on. All right. And, and that desire is so great, they can animate their body. Now, this causes them to go insane and kill folk because that's what happens when you take away someone's soul. They just do, they, they become selfish and awful and apparently like to eat people for reasons. I don't know. They, okay. really, they, they don't really explain why Shikabane kill people, just that they do. No, they're crazy. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, now, almost all of them have a special power. Now, in the beginning of the anime, when when the monk was explaining, he says that almost none of them have special powers. It's a very rare occurrence. But after the first, after the first Chikabane is defeated, every single one after that <laughs> seems to have a special power. So, so yeah. all of them do. Screw it. All of them do. That that they just do that. And the only way to kill them is to Romero them, just destroying the brain. Now, knowing that, the Mac 11 is a poor choice. I don't know. It does a lot of damage. Yeah, but you have to you have to be a little precise to just hit the brain. You're going to hit everything. Well, everything. Yeah. Maybe not the brain. I don't It'll know. slow him down. And then he keeps yeah. under slow, shoot him in the head. Yeah, that's that's basically her tactic. She she spray and prays and does enough damage to her legs to make him fall. And then, they, then she jumps on top of them, point blank at the head, and then fires. Hey, there you go. It's a way to go, but... Dude, a sniper rifle probably would have been a better choice, or a sword, or something. A spear would hammer. probably be good. a hammer, a big friggin' hammer. Fine, do it. But no, yeah, I didn't get a, I didn't get that one. Anyway, uh, the other antagonists are the seven stars. These, uh, this is actually a group of Shikabani. They are usually very uh, solitary creatures, but a group of them got together, and they have an agenda. And what they, what uh, to help uh, bring along this agenda, they kill people in ways to ensure that they will come back as Shikabane. Now there's one, spoiler, this is a spoiler. So la la la, if you don't wanna hear it. There is one, one way they did it was they had a, a Shikabane that they attached to a car. And when anyone called an Uber, this car would show up and uh, they would, you know, these uh, these people, these kids would get into a car and they would it would drive them to a remote location and guns would pop out of the of the center console and on the, on the screen that the, the nav computer screen it would say uh there are too many occupants in this car reduce occupants to one and i will open the doors so uh they would kill each other to try and get out of the car and once there was one left the car would kill them so there's a great chance that all of them would come back as shikabana because they died in a horrible horrible way fair enough yes still messed so up. Yeah, and they have oh, they, that's just one thing they did. They did a whole bunch of other stuff to to increase the number of, of Shikabane in uh, in the local region. Why? That's their grand plan, and I'm not going to spoil the grand plan. You're going to have to watch it to get the grand plan. All right. Now, what did I give it? I gave it three stars. Now it's high action, good stuff. Uh, it's got a good supporting cast: uh, uh, the monks, uh, uh, the head monks, and uh, you know the main character monks were really fleshed out. I like that. And uh, all of the uh, all of the Shikabane got their all of the Shikabane Hime got their day in the sun, and uh, several several Shikabane you get their backstory. You're like, okay, I get it, and you kind of feel for them, you know? You're like, damn, that that's messed up, yeah, right? Yeah, bad things happen to you. Yeah, but but now you're crazy and now. dead, and you have to go. Yeah, now you got to go, right? Okay, now now there's some real spiritual lore sprink sprinkled into here. Uh, the actual Buddhist uh, false path of immortality is where the uh, the uh, soul, not the well, the, the mind uh stays attached to the body and the only way to, to stay sane is to get a positive chi flow 
since you're not alive, you have no positive chi flowing in your body. You have to bring it in from somewhere else. And in this anime, they get it from the contracted monk. His chi flows through her to keep her sane. Okay. Right. That's actual right, one of the too. false yeah. paths of, of immortality in, in Buddhist lore. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. All right. I had to look it up and I'm like, wow, that's real. Cool. Now, what I didn't like about it, model morphing. Oh my God. Only happened a couple times, but it was bad. Like during, during a fight scene, you know, you get the morphing of, to, to, uh, to simulate high speed combat. Yeah. Like, oh God, do draw more frames. Oh God. Only a couple times, but enough for a hit. Uh, the inconsistent lore. It's not just like in the beginning they said, oh, only special Shikibane have special abilities, and then all of them did. Uh, it's it's other stuff that they did with the lore was inconsistent with itself. You know, they 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 bring up out lore in the beginning, by the end of the anime, that's completely changed. Like, what? What? You know, follow your own rules, man. And most of the monks, are Buddhist monks really douchebags? Because... Most of them were depicted in this thing as super douchebags, like badly. You know, maybe it was just the story of, of the, they were they were treating the 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 Shikibanhimi like crap because they thought they were tools. But man, they were all douchebags, like generally. Mm. Is that true? I don't. I've I never don't I've never met a Buddhist monk in real life. Is he a tool? I don't know. Are they all tools? Maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, I gave it a hit just because. Man, man, just couldn't deal with him. Yeah, I couldn't deal with the Buddhist monks. It's weird. They're all, all, right. all D-backs. Okay, but that's it. All right, thank you. Uh, that's my anime for today. I want to thank you very much for for watching. It was a, it was a quick one, but that's because I have to go and change my bandage. Hey, I did for, uh, for a on the anime. I did watch the first few episodes of Psyche K. What'd you think? Um, it was not bad. It was good, not See? bad. Yeah, but I mean, wanted, yeah. the pacing of it almost gave me a headache. Because it was, it didn't seem like a consistent show. It seemed like a series of vignettes, all yes. stuck together. Like yes, a bu- uh, it's, it was a bunch of three panel comics all thrown together. Yep, I can see that. Yeah, and so it was like, this is how I go to school. These are my parents. This is me at school. This person is dumb. This is me at yep. dodgeball. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. Exactly. Yes, yes. Like like I said, the the pacing was a problem. Yeah, it's you a, know? but it's I, I only gave it two stars yeah, because it, you know, but. Things about it were funny, and I thought were entertaining, yes. but a lot of it is funny on the meta. I've watched a lot of anime, so I know why this is funny. Exactly. You know, it, it's a niche anime, and yeah. it wasn't exceptional. Right. It's not bad. It has some neat things going for it, but man, that pacing was like, yeah. I don't want to, you know, that I don't have that kind of, I need a story, and that's just flip, 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 flip. It reminded me of the, uh, the second Charlie Brown Christmas special and the third. Where it wasn't a story, it was they animated a bunch of three-panel comic strips and put them in a row. Yep. And you, if you've read the comics, and they were directly taken from yeah, literally three-panel comics just from lift. Peanuts, yeah. yeah. Yep. And you could know, dut dut dut, next scene, dut dut dut, next scene, dut dut, and it just no story, gag gag yeah, gag. It wasn't uh, it wasn't stitched together well to create a cohesive story all the way through. Right, and it's so, more like a whole bunch of short stories. Right, it's a whole bunch of stuck together little little gags all thrown together. Yep, it parts of it entertaining, but Still, I, yeah, it's not a little, yeah. little little hard to watch sometimes. Yeah, I it you. almost seems like stuff that should have been thrown out in five minute segments on the internet, but better yeah. animated. Yeah. Anyway, that that's why I thought about that. Yeah. Okay, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear your thoughts. I'd give it three stars. Boom. Maybe two, no, two and a half, two and a half stars. Two and a half. Two and a half. It made me laugh a couple times, but 
in general, you know, just dang, whiplash. All right, I gotta go and check my bandage. All right, check that bandage. While you I check about it, if you want more Heathen Dogma, you can check Heathen Dog on YouTube. His Heathen Dog his anime and RPG segments, his team ups with me in Warframe and Star Trek online. Warframe's coming at you tomorrow night, actually. Uh, check his past streams on YouTube. They're still fun to watch of all the things, especially coming up in Star Trek Online with Buck Fats McCool, the unhealthiest captain in Starfleet. Uh, hey, Nakata, good to see you there. Uh, also, this war of mine I thought was an amazing victory at the end. Amnesia is scary. And also check out his streamings Monday at 8 p.m. of Overlord. That's been fun to watch so far. And now, ladies and gentlemen, all the boys and girls in outer space, it's Garthon's comic pull. All right, first we're going to talk about Avengers number 690. Uh, written by Al Ewing, Mark Wade, and Jim Zub. The artist is Pepe Larraz, and cover is by Mark Brooks. I like Pepe Larraz. He's good. Uh, kind of stylized. Uh, so, this is the final issue of the No Surrender arc, as you see on the cover, Avengers No Surrender. The, the Hulk on that cover looks a lot like Mark Ruffalo. Just, I mean... Wow. Uh, in the last issue, the Avengers all pulled together. They had the big dramatic come together, beat the bad guy, save the world scene. This, I almost wish... Check out this past year's The Darkest Dungeon. It was fun until it wasn't. It says Duncan Hyde. Yeah! Or as Heathen Dog likes to call it, the uh, series that did not exist because it breaks him. And it's really... It's sad and funny at the same time. If you want to laugh at a man's misery and watch him... And laugh as everything he loves dies. That's the thing to watch. But in Avengers, number 690, last issue, they save the world. This is kind of like the aftermath where they're putting things back together. Uh, every Avenger ever basically came back together and now they're kind of separating. And so it's a really melancholic book. Um, all these little scenes of... Like, Brother Voodoo, Scarlet Witch, get, talk with Synapse. Like, hey, you know, when we know you were close to Quicksilver, and when he disappeared, it wasn't sadness. He, it was joy, like he had found something. We think he's still alive, the multiverse. We're going to learn from him. You want to join us? She's like, yeah, let's go do that. And they leave. Or Rogue talking with Sunspot, and Sunspot's saying, yeah, you know, I don't know about all this. Anymore. Rogue's like, well, come on, give yourself a break. You're great. You, you basically held the earth in place for a little bit. That's amazing. He's like, yeah, but I think I'll retire and then he ends up like giving his whole fortune and ownership of AIM to Tony Ho and then says, you know, he's then like disappears to like become Citizen X. It's like, what the hell's with that? That's so inconsistent with his character. I hated it. The basically of all these little vignettes, uh, Voyager talks with the people. And Cap's like, you know, you we know that you were tricking us, but you pulled through in the end. You're one of us. You're an Avenger now. You know, you weren't really betraying us of your own will you're doing what your father told you to we understand that but hey and she's like you know what that's great i don't feel i've earned that really i uh so i'm gonna take challenger out of here he used to be a good man i'll try and get him rehabilitated so he'll be a good man again and he's like oh i'll kill you all it's like yeah yeah let's go <laughs> then she <laughs> calm down buddy <laughs> calm down we're we're gonna get some meds for that and so she leaves and basically it's a whole issue of the avengers breaking up there's a couple light-hearted moments like with Hercules, uh, goes to Wonder Man. Oh, Wonder Man, you did, did stand before the might of God and stood your ground. I, 
Have you ever gone feasting with the gods? I, I don't think I've actually done that. Her God, oh, now it is time. We shall drink and be merry. Come, Thor. I thought he didn't drink anymore. Well, that's what Wonder Man says. Like, didn't you give up drinking? He said, ah, you'll have to drink for me as well then. Oh, a trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and Thor is like, don't worry, I'll keep an eye on you as I watch for all mortals. And they go off and, you know, to, to feast with the gods. And so sure. it's, but at the end, you're left with the plans for rebuilding the mansion Jarvis is still going to be there. Um, and it's really just kind of... Kind of a letdown. It's a letdown of an issue. Yeah. It's like after this wonderful, exciting arc, I know you're trying to like give some sort of closure. And like the last panel is like they built a new Founding Avenger statue. Because the original Founding Avenger statue you know, had like the four or five original Avengers. Sure. Yeah. And the new Founding statue has like everyone who was in... No surrender. It's like a statue of like 30 people. It's like, all right, that's... that's all right, come on, man. Yeah, I, I, they were trying to go for a dramatic moment, and I just found it a little eye-rolling. Mm. It's like, you didn't found the Avengers. That's... Not like out of your head eye-roll, but... Uh. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, come on, man. I know what you're trying to do, and it's a cool scene. I Pepe drew it really awesome, so it looked really cool, but I didn't have I was, any emotion. I was hoping you'd say Pepe while, while I was here. Pepe. <laughs> but... Uh, I didn't feel anything from it. It just, to me, it was like, maybe it's my Asperger's nature. I'm just like, that is not the original Avengers. Everyone knows who the original Avengers are, and you're not among them. Falcon is not a founding Avenger. So I just, that, ah! So that bugged me. Gotcha. So what uh, what do we get this one? Uh, you know, I don't, thing is, I understood what they were doing. It was written well. It was just sad and kind of, Basically, you're trying to clear everything out before next issue is Avengers number one. <sighs> Again. Yeah, I got you. I feel it. After the big push, like, look, everyone's going to original numbers, Marvel Legacy, woo, 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 issue one. Didn't you just... But I liked it, but not... <sighs> the art was good, the pace was okay. But there were a lot of scenes I just thought people were out of character. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, like there's a scene where Hawkeye meets up with uh, Bruce Banner out in the desert in some dive diner. Okay. And, you know, Banner's like, you know, Hawkeye, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought all this trouble on you. I'm sorry I asked you to kiss you, shoot me in the head with an arrow that I designed. And I'm sorry it didn't even freaking work. And then, Hawk, and then Hawkeye's like, yeah, well, you know what? I had this vision, and it's a real vision. It's true of you standing over, of you, of everyone I love being dead and your footprints in them. So you know what? No problem. It's like, wait, what? What? Because you had a vision that he did something bad but didn't? Now you're, what the hell? No, that's just completely inconsistent with how Hawkeye's ever been. Mm -hmm. uh, Hawkeye's never been that big a D-bag. He's been egotistical. But he's never been just an outright asshat. So, I had a vision that you did this. What the hell? Are you trying to make everyone hate Hawkeye? Good job, guys. Um, so, yeah. Just, yeah. So, what, what is it? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. After, it's, it's after a, a fantastic run, it's a lot of letdowns. A lot of, like, uh, the, art, Doc, Doc the art's good. The scene is good. Scenes are set up nicely. They're trying to close everything up. They're doing a pretty good job with that and also lead. Oh, this character's not going to do that. Let's lead into that. This character is going to be over here. Let's lead into that. Um, 
But some of the scenes just seemed really out of place. Mm-hmm. So that's why two and a half didn't. Okay. Did not. Did not love it. Which is sad because I loved every other show. Dr. Afra, number 19. Uh, written by Simon Spurrier. Artist is Emilio Liso. Cover by Ashley Witter. The art inside the book is so much better than this cover. <laughs> it really the is. The cover's not bad. The cover's not bad. No. But Emilio Liso, I got to get the, this guy to sign some books. He is fantastic. I love this guy. Um, cool. And Simon Spurrier has just been so freaking. Uh, Duncan says, please know this is a giant evil C3PO. Uh, there's a normal-sized, giantly evil C-3PO. Yes. Like, his evil is giant. Yes, yes. His evil is giant, but he's a good regular he's size. He's regular size, though. But he has giant evil within him. Like, yes. terrifying <laughs> giant evil within him. Um, like, I learned how to torture in hell. Yeah. Want to see? Yeah. yeah. Don't say awe <laughs> to that. He's actually... Uh, BT3 and Triple Zero, the terror droids, are some of the most hilarious and terrifying characters I've ever yes. read in a yes. comic book. I funny and and after you're like, oh, they made a joke. It was a, oh. I I love and fear them at the same time. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like I love these guys, but I don't want to read about what they're doing. It's and, it's too graphic. I don't. It's the detail is too much. Yeah, it's like dial it back, guys. Because you could imagine a C-3PO's voice. Oh, BT, it appears that our subject is no longer with us anymore. Would you mind reviving him? <laughs> oh, it seems that you died during our last questing sessions. Don't worry, we'll up, the amp- we'll up it, up the medication, so you actually live through the torture for a little longer. We wouldn't want you blanking out on us. But I've told you everything I know. <laughs> I know that. That's not why I'm doing this. Tra-la-la-la-la. <laughs> like, oh, God. Why? Why? Um, they don't sh- and it's one of those, they don't show you what he's doing. So your mind kind of like, yeah, it has to fill in the blanks. Yeah, and of course you fill it in with with horror, the worst horror. thing you imagine. Right. So, but this has been a great story arc. Uh, the last issue left Doctor Afra with a strange motley crew, uh, having hacking a super dense Imperial data core, being attacked by crazy monstrous cyborgs, um, while a giant. Rebel, uh, former droid thing. Anyway, just absolutely hell going on. And the evil cyborg leader of the place saying, it would take you nine hours to hack that. You have no chance. And, you know, everyone going, oh, hell. And then it, and then, then the person they had held hostage, who was a rebel, you know, pulling a gun on her, saying, ha-ha, saying, you know, I'm going to get kill you now. I was like, ah. So last issue, everything went to hell. This issue is one of the great everything comes together issues where you reveal to Afra's like somewhat master plan. Like why she captured uh, this particular uh, leader of the rebellion. Why she's at this data core. How, how she knows she can't hack this thing before they kill her. She knows all this. Stay hydrated, bot. That's what I imagine the interrogation program. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Dr. Afra is kind of written like a uh, doctor who like, like at the end of the episode, it's like, did he plan this whole thing from the start? Yes. Like, n- like it seemed like, um, like, like it's, it seems like she's making arbitrary decisions. She's or yeah. Really, a lot of times it's like the 11th doctor. Okay. Where he just seems like inspired, mm-hmm. you know, a little charismatic and inspired. And just all of a sudden it's like, like, well, this guy's done. It's like, ah, but, and then like, explains all the weird things in the episode and boof, everything's solved. Mm-hmm. Kind of one of those goes on. 
okay. where all of a sudden the uh, the what? hacking program that you thought failed somewhere else actually wasn't for hack. She was what she was hacking wasn't the data core. She was hacking the droid ship, the giant droid ship that was out that was next to them, mm-hmm. that the rebe- that the rebels had. And so she, the whole time they thought she was hacking the data core. She was hacking a giant droid ship. So she for activates all the droid controlled X wings to start attacking the Imperials. And activates their tractor beams to yank the data core out with, with that whole section with her, them in it. And an escape plan. Yes. Okay, gotcha. And it was like, wait, what the hell? So she's, her whole plan was not, was just, she knows she can't hack in time, steal the whole dang thing. And to it's, do that. It's, yeah, it's the same thing with like, like you're trying to, trying to crack into a safe. Sometimes it's better to take the whole safe. Right. And so that's what she does. Yeah. Um, and she needed the rebels to bring their biggest ship with them that's why she grabs someone so high up ranking with them so that's why they brought their big droid ship well gotcha. great i can hack that and use it and the droid ship's also big enough that to get out last uh they I told you that they were like a giant field of space jellyfish mm-hmm. yeah this ship is actually big enough just to muscle through them they don't have to be nice. stealthy they just just bulldoze them push them out of the way yeah so she just bulldozes them gets out of there and while this is going on uh she has sent her uh, a whole group of her genetically engineered explosive furries into there and change all the access codes to fire the weapons of the ship to mm-hmm. a verbal activation code, which is the same activation code, which causes the her genetically engineered bombs to explode. So as soon as they activate the weapons to kill them all, they end up detonating their whole ship as nice. she flies off. Um, <laughs> this is all stuff that was set up in the previous issue. You're like, well, that didn't work. That didn't work. Like, oh, this was the long game. Mm-hmm. gotcha and then like at that point the rebels you know like she's out with the rebels who don't like her but the leader who she kidnapped is like all right i get what you did and after she's like look i want x data out of that data core you guys can have the rest they're like what this is the entirety of the imperial of the imperial's uh highest most restricted level data it's all yours i don't care I just want one thing. And they're like, we don't care. We'll kill you anyway. The leader's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. All right. She's she's doing us a solid here. Yeah, she did kidnap me. Sure. But she did give me a weapon. She explained to me what she was doing. She never had any intention of me dying. Uh, Not good, but we'll call it even. And, but she looks at her and says, and, and after she's like, I know, I know. If I ever see you again, I'll vaporize you. Blah, blah, blah. I've heard it before. So what was the one thing she was looking for? Triple uh, Zero, the super evil murder droid C-3PO, yep. has no memories of his creation or founding. Okay. His memories are in there. Oh. So he, as her new master, sent her to get them. It was a suicide mission, but he sent her anyway because that amuses him. Mm. So she gets out of there. She gets the data. And on her way out, she ends up hooking up with the, uh, the Imperial officer who's been hounding her for the last few issues. Um, they end up, uh, because she ended up being on the droid ship, which I, long series events. So they end up actually finally be able to meet together face to face. They're kind of in love with each other. They end up hooking up for a couple days until after says, okay, it's all time I can spend. I got to go. But here's my real name, you know, 
please don't ever look for me. But, you know, I love you. And they and they leave. And she leaves her right. Okay. Goes back to... Mixed uh, signals, but okay. Yeah. Well, she's trying to protect her because the person she's in love with is a high-ranking Imperial officer. So, like, it's a forbidden romance. Oh. Oh, forbidden love. It's Juliet and Juliet. That's right, pretty much. <laughs> so... She ends up back with the evil murder bots and their whole giant crime syndicate. And, you know, here, Master, here is here is your data. It's like, oh, I'm so excited. Ooh, 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 this is so fantastic. I'm actually, is this what joy is? But that doesn't require torturing someone? I, huh? No, no, it's not as good. And it's like, it's like, I just can't wait to see your next video. She's like, whoa, whoa, I'm done. I'm done. This is it. You said that you'd it's like, you don't it's like what? No, 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 no. Don't you understand? I do this to to show to show you a lesson, to show you how exactly like me you are. It's like, no, no, you you sent this to make me become you. And that's not going to like, she's like, no, I wanted to show you that you and I are the same. It's like, what? No, we're different. I mean, I might've used some people and kidnapped someone for own gain and, and killed my own creatures and murdered someone who said they cared and put, and she realizes just how far she's gone down the hole. Yep. And you see her like kind of breaking inside. Like, oh, he's like, oh, this is delightful. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you are evil. Oh, my God. Uh, he's like, this day has been fantastic. You know, <laughs> I can't wait to see what my original origins are. Who was my first murder? Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> and that turns out he was he was a nanny bot. <laughs> well, at that point, the Imperials break in. Of course, because reasons. Uh, forbidden live to integrate the big bad chair in Ross's quarters. Oh, so, so after that, the Imperials bust in, led by her uh, estranged lover. Yes, and they just start murdering like the whole crime scene. It's like kill the leaders, capture everyone else, and and you see uh, like the actual leaders, the murder bots, running off. Oh, we are destroyed. We do not mean to do this. Oh, please help us. Do not kill us, please. They're just droids. They don't realize that they are the evil, most evil droids in the entire universe. Right. So then there's like a lot of Dr. Afra kind of overlaying, over-talking everything. As she's basically captured, they're like, oh, who is this one? And the Imperial officer looks at her and says, oh, and actually used the, the code name she knew about earlier. That's just Chevron joystick. Just She's minimum security. Throw her on the minimum security shuttle. I'll deal with her later. Wait. Which she can escape at any point. Right, exactly. And they could hook back up if she so feels like it. Sure. And so while that's happening, you see on the... That Dr. Tarzan, like, you know, I did something, but I'm trying to do some things maybe to make amends. Trying maybe to not be the person people think I... And then you see, like, in the, the Rebels, like, all right, hey, we got that data now. Let's check it out. Woo, woo. And... It, it comes up with a message. You're like, wait, there's a message. It says, congratulations to un- fully unlock all of this data. Please send 1 million credits to this unregistered bank account. Wait, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then it goes to triple uh, zero, the murder bot. Yo, getting, yo, getting the same message as he tries to download the memories. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, you screwed them both. Yeah. Over. So she screwed nice. them both on nice. her way out. And uh, that's where it kind of ends with her screwing the well, the rebels and the evil murder bots, and maybe decided decided to try to be a better person. And I, 
it was a with the whole arc that's gone on before it. It was such a great payoff. Because um, even on a previous issue, I said stuff she's doing, and you were like, she does not sound like a good guy. And she hadn't been. She's been doing this slippery slope the whole time. It's like, well, I'll do this. Well, I'll do this. Well, I'll do this. And now she's like, oh, hell, what have I done? I'm just as bad as this, the most evil bot in the universe. Which is super bad. Which is super bad. Which is a great feat of storytelling to pull off. The art by Emilio Lyso, I just love to death. Um, clearly done scenes. Character models are always clean. Uh, great shows of emotion. Everything. I love this issue to death. Love it to death. Uh, four and a half stars. I could be convinced five. Wow. Just love this issue. Great payoff for Dr. Aphra. Highly recommend this series. Not the most famous Star Wars series. It's a totally original character. But yeah, I highly cannot recommend it enough if you love the Star Wars ex- expanded universe and fiction. Just love it. Just love it. Cool. And last. The Mighty Thor, number 705. This actually came out last month, but I want to talk about it. Oh, it's old. Get, get rid of it. All right. So 706 just came out. It's kind of a continuation. Uh, well, then written, why is 705 so important? I'll tell you why. Oh, goody. Mighty Thor 705, written by Jason Aaron. Artist is Russell Dodderman, uh, who also did the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, just great art the whole way through. Almost has a watercolor feel to it. Um, the story has to deal with uh, Mangog is destroying Asgard. He's sure. just wrecking everyone, wrecking everyone's face. He runs on pure hate. This issue is like the end of him wrecking Asgard. And he's wrecked all the gods' faces. All of them. Every Asgardian. They, it is full evacuation plan. Okay. Asgard's on fire. It's falling into the sun. Everything's just going to hell. He's like, you know what? After I'm done here, I'm going to Earth. And I'm going to kill all them. And then I, I don't know where I'll go next. Some other realm. I'll kill all them. I'll be killing. That's what I do. And guess what? No one can stop me. And Thor's like, all right, are you guys all need to get these evacuation ships and go. And I'll kill them. And I'll fight this guy. Like, you can't win. It's like, it doesn't matter. I'm not really a god. Because Femthor is Jane Foster. Right. Who has cancer. Yeah. And is dying. Yeah. And every time she turns into Thor, it wipes away her chemotherapy. Because chemotherapy is a poison. Yep. And so she's actually worse off every time she becomes Thor. Yep. But she does it to save people. Um, Odinson is like, no, you're dying, you idiot, you can't do that. Tell you what, I'll stay with you. And well, it's like, no, get on the damn boat. And Thor's mom says, everyone, grab Thor. I don't care if he fights, put him on the boat, we're going. Let 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 Thor stay. And just the way the fight scenes are choreographed is beautiful. Uh, the way a scene is shown and driven, the way a, a uh, there's a scene where a man like, has her down. It's like, you're not, I can smell you're not even a god. Why do you fight for these idiots? The gods abandoned you. They left you. And as she reaches deep inside, just like the super punch out, like as she punches, like the flash above it is like every scene of the love she feels for the world or other people or that she's felt from others. And it's like, you may stem for hate, but I stem from love. I remember when the gods did this or they did that and they inspire. So we need, you know, that's why I fight. Uh, just all these wonderful scenes go together and spoiler alert did she die I'm getting there because it says the death of money Thor. I know I'm getting there oh, good golly I guess my storytelling is really awful because you don't care no no I, I just want to know did she so, die the eventually she like throws you know like 
throws him at the sun. And it's kind of funny. It's a great scene. She basically throws and Odin on his ship is like, she threw him at the sun. Wish I thought of that. Oh, and, they were closer. But now. he like turns around and flies back because didn't make it all the way. Hmm. And he comes back. He smashes up the ship and comes down. Uh, Odinson ends up joining her again. Odinson is, you know, the original Thor. Sure. Uh, so like, okay, guess, you know, they blew up my ship. I can't get out of here anyway. So uh, we're going to fight. She eventually ends up binding him in chains that were meant to hold Cerberus. Mm-hmm. Not Cerberus. Fenrir Wolf. Fenrir. Yes. Yep. And, you know, like these chains were forged by the dwarves to hold Fenrir. He's like, I'm not a dog. This ain't going to hold me forever. It's like, it doesn't have to. And then she ties the end of it to Mjolnir. You know, basically whispers to it, fly true, my friend. Throws it at the sun. Bye-bye. He's like, what? And so he's going then. Yep. That'll get him. And Thor's like, you will turn human in 60 seconds. Well, hopefully he'll hit the sun before then. No, it's not coming back. No. It's like, you are going to die. And she just feels like I was dead anyway. We both know this. And so she like pulls off her helmet and they have a nice touching moment where they actually oh. finally confess their love for each other. You know, Thor and Jane Foster. Right. And as they kiss, she's turning back into human. And then since Asgard's already exploding into the sun, mm-hmm. you know, she's her just, human frail body. Doesn't yeah. Just, like basically Asgard goes boom. Um, and uh, when they're, when the smoke clears for where they were getting out of there, mm-hmm. you know, Odinson makes it, but he's holding Jane Foster's body. She didn't sure. make it as they, yeah. everyone's getting out. So it was a really beautiful moment. They did a great job with showing what it meant to her to be able to help people. Mm-hmm. And she did make the ultimate sacrifice at the end. You could kind of say, well, she's going to die anyway, but she hey, didn't you have know to. what? It's, it's how you go that's important. Yeah, also, she could have kept being Thor. She could have said, whoa, you Asgardians are hoes. I'm flying away. Tra-la-la. And she didn't. She was willing to be that hero at the end. Uh, the whole Fem Thor thing was something from the beginning. I was like, this, this not Thor, this dumb. But the writing has been so strong, it has actually made me really like Jane Foster Thor. Okay. I really like her. And I'm really sad to see her go. Um, Seven of Six is just like her funeral and stuff. Oh, wow. Funeral stuff, but Seven of Five is a great dramatic issue. The death of the mighty Thor. Uh, it's been a beautiful story, beautiful story arc at the end. Jason Aaron really drives it home. You get all the feels. Russell Dodderman just so nails the art in this one. I just cannot praise it highly enough. And I'm gonna give it five stars. Got it. I've given wow. those a lot lately, but this wow. book is just. It is one of those books when people say why are comics good. I want to point at this one. Like, look at the way that's done. This is a perfect combination of story and art coming together to show a story, to show a full idea. And it's just beautiful the way. I just love it, love it, love it. Wow. So, yeah. That's Garthon's Comic Poll. Yay! Uh, if you want more Garthon's Comic Poll, check out my stuff on YouTube, my streams, my team-ups with Heathen Dog, Star Trek Online, Steel World Legends. And also check out any uh, past streams. Current Especially streams. the Final Fantasy. Yeah, you know, I need to do more of those. We, we love the cat girls. We I, love them. I love Final Fantasy XIV. You need to play you, I should play that. But then you'd have to have a subscription. And you don't yeah. like Final Fantasy XIV. So that wouldn't work out well. 
Uh, but uh, as always, you can check out Sundays at eight thirty. No, Central. we do it at nine o'clock Central. Yes, for for yeah. uh, for Sundays, ten yes. Eastern. I'll update that slide. Where we're streaming Warframe together, and that'll be tomorrow. That'll be fun. Yeah, uh, last last time uh, we uh, actually had some viewers jump in with us, help us out. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. That yeah. was helpful. Thanks again. Uh, something boy. Big boy. Something like that. Yes. Big yes. boy. Something. But he was good. We appreciate that. And we had to apologize to the other guy who did up with us, Crazy Crow or something, iCrow. Yeah, he was, yeah, we, we, yeah. He yeah. was too awesome he was, Oh, yeah. He was way too awesome for us. And he's like, oh, let's do another one. I'm like, man, the, we're going to bring you down. Yeah, yeah. So your level is here. We're right here. We're just an anchor. Yeah, we thank oh, you again be, for helping Be, us. be free. Yeah. Thank you, be but for, be, be free. free. Be free. <laughs> Uh, and as always like comment subscribe if you have anything to tell us let us know we want to hear it we do we do now let's talk about the RNG talking about any random things happening recently uh, and as promised earlier your drink okay. it's just water uh, I recently got a Oculus Rift to be From more precise your- my brother had Oculus Rift that didn't work quite right, so he sent it to me as a birthday present. He didn't tell me it didn't work when he sent it to me. <laughs> he mentioned after he said, he's like, hey, you want this? I said, oh, wow, sure. Then after he said, he's like, uh, he said, well, I got also a PS4 VR. Did I mention he has no kids? Um, okay. He got a PS4 VR. He's like, oh, I love this thing. It's great. I don't use my Rift anymore. You want it? Yeah, sure. Then I said, like, yeah, it was kind of acting kind of flaky with my graphics card, I think. It wouldn't connect, you know, eh. It didn't connect to that a bad cable. Troubleshot that pretty quick. And you had a fully functional rift. Fully functional. Forty dollar cable later. Uh he well he even bought me like some of the the controllers. Woo, woo. Ooh, nice. Uh so I got it running, got it set up, and let me tell you, it's really cool. Uh if you remember playing any primitive VR games ten years ago or anything. Like maybe you saw that uh, a setup in the mall where it's like, hey, for five dollars you could play this game for five minutes, and you're like, oh, it, I'm on rails and everything's giant blocks. Um, yeah, this is a long stinking way from that. Uh, okay, it has really impressed me to a point I didn't think it would. It could be a high resolution, but considering that the screen is that far, you know, an inch or two from your eyes, it's uh, it is damn impressive with how immersive it is, how everything rolls. And so I, of course, had to get Star Trek Bridge Crew. Of course. Yes, Star Trek Bridge Crew. Um, I haven't been... <laughs> ain't no virtual motion laser in your eyes. No, no lasers in your eyes. No stupid red graphics. This thing looks amazing. Um, so Star Trek Bridge Crew, of course, is... You're a bridge crew member. There are positions mm-hmm. for Captain, Helm, uh, Ops, and Tactical. Oh, no, no communications? No Darn communications. <laughs> I want to be Uhura. No. Uh, the captain kind of handles communications a little bit by tapping buttons and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, it is actually really, really fun. Yeah, the The main game takes place on the NCC NX? Anyway, on the Aegis, which is a JJ-verse well, I can tell from the lens flares. Yeah, it's a JJ Abrams ship. Yeah. But there is DLC for the Toss Enterprise. Okay. Which is awesome. Okay. Great big gumdrop buttons. But it is really amazing to be able to go through that. I, it's not a new game, I know. Mm. 
to it's but when you're sitting there in the VR, you feel like you are sitting at the console or in the captain's chair. You know, Helm, check this. Go this direction. You know, it is really, really amazing. And it's so much fun to play in one of these team games where everyone has their role and you all going to pull together to do this task. And I was really surprised by how good it actually was. Even after hearing it, I'm like, oh, it's so great. It really is. Is it worth spending 700 bucks on a VR setup? No, mm. it's not. But you can now play Bridge Crew without a VR setup. Oh, you can. You can now. They've actually changed this. You can actually play it just with a controller on a regular screen. Nice. Not nearly as immersive. Not nearly as cool. No, no, no. But you can still play it. And the full Oculus Rift sets are about half of what they cost originally. Mm-hmm. And there's also the PS4 VR sets have gone down to about 300 bucks. So the cost of entry is still pretty high. But it's not just for one game. There is a ton of games coming out for VR. The technology is actually... Maybe not fully mature, but is a mature technology now. It works. And it's not choppy or clunky or giving you eye strain. It stinking works. And it's amazing. And I just wanted to not say, look at me, look what I got. But just let everyone know that this is something that's been on my mind. because it's what I just, just got. Right. Um, and it's really been amazing. The way everything moves. The way the Oculus tank doors are. The way you grip things is actually really intuitive. So it just flows so well. And I've been really, really impressed with the whole setup and the whole system. That's really all I got about that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I got some other VR games. Uh, I've been wanting to buy the new Tomb Raider game forever. It was on my wish list. It was on sale. I was like, ah. And then I saw it was VR. Like, ha ha, I'll buy it. <laughs> and then I found out that you can't play it in VR until you reach a certain point in the game. And I was like, you, oh, that doesn't even count. What, what the hell, bastards? Bait and switch. I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but I got Res Infinite in VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is an amazing, just almost psychedelic experience. Elgarian does look neat. Could that be multiplayer, Star Trek? It is fully multiplayer, Elgarian. There is a single player campaign, but the real meat of the game is multiplayer all human players going through doing these missions. Some people have dedicated crews. You know, if I knew enough people with VR sets, I would say, hey, we need to form a crew and do some freaking missions right now. But I don't know enough people with VR headsets. How much does the game cost? The game itself? Uh, let's look on Steam. We can work together to play destroy our ship. I know, right? Let's look at Wait a course for the star. You could do that. Oh, Dang it, Flores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, Flores. You suck. Oh, my gosh. Um, star Trek Bridge Crew is currently available on Steam for $49.99. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Um, recent reviews are mixed. That's probably due to people with playing on uh, non-VR. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is a really, really fascinating game. And I I was surprised. Even though I heard hype about it, I was surprised. It really just flows really incredibly well. There's always, of course, the getting used to controls and stuff. But oh, sure. just even the way the VR setups, even like the tutorial programs with the Oculus Rift, have just been... Most of them kind of just couldn't... Maybe, so I've only had the system for running for about a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Drogon has it. 
Well, me and Droken need to hook up. Duncan, you need to get a setup. Yeah. 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 Spend all the monies. Yeah, spend all the monies. You too, Heathen Dog. You get one. Damn it. That's an order. My my, my video card's VR ready, too. It is. Yeah, you're ready. Oh, it is. That's right. You do have a good video card. Yes. New computer first is Duncan. Yeah, I had to do that, too. That's nothing. I just put together a brand new computer, so this has been great. Because um, my computer could play this without a hiccup. So, love it. Uh, that's all I had for RNG. Excellent. I'm looking forward. I am now actively looking for more VR games. Um, going if you played this, one, if you had one, go ahead and throw it in the comments. Yeah, let me know if you yeah. think there's a good one. Because go look at the Steam VR list. A lot of it, most of them like, eh. Skyrim VR is what I really, really want to get. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to drop 60 bucks on it or whatever it is. It's like, uh, it's going to wait till uh, it's on sale. Um, so that's going to wait. But when it is on sale or something, I'm going to buy that because I love Skyrim. I have over 200 hours in Skyrim. Yeah, my, my uh, cousin just, he plays it over and over and over again. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, my brother who gave me this, the setup basically told me, buy Skyrim, buy Skyrim, buy Skyrim right away. This is your exactly what you should buy this for. And I was like, but, but Star Trek, <laughs> Star Trek. It's like, don't you love Skyrim? Yeah, I love Skyrim, but Star Trek. Sorry, Star Trek was cheaper. But yeah, that's Skyrim will happen at some point. But for right okay. now, and I, it's what annoys you that that is Skyrim VR is a separate game than regular Skyrim. I own Skyrim and all this and all the supplements, all the DLC. Why can't I just like download a, a VR? DLC for 20 bucks. No, no. Full game. Bastards. Sorry. But that's Wait, can, can you can you port your character and all your stuff over? No, no. Why would oh. Maybe. Actually, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I hope so. I don't know. It may, they're making you buy a whole new game yeah, and you have honestly, to start from scratch too? It would be more fun to start from scratch. Because right now, my other character is so mega overpowered. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it wouldn't be fun to play the game. It's like, I'm here now. I have already saved the universe. I think I'll go kill some thieves or something in VR. But that's as small as how many times can we release Skyrim? Yeah, Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. On that note, let's go back to the RNG stream. I have a message for the Nintendo Corporation. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Releasing a Wii U game on the Switch does not count as a new game. Stop doing it. Or at least do it, but don't charge new game premium price okay just get you already had hyrule warriors for the wii you and it's a good game it's fun i own it don't re-release it on the switch and charge 60 bucks for it which is what you're doing because and advertising as a new game it's not my fault no one bought the wii u i like the wii u i'm a fan of the wii u the wii kind of not kind of so much but the wii u is a great system with great games that no one bought because no one understood, because it had a stupid name. Switch is a stupid name, too. Not as stupid as Wii U. Wii U, Wii U. Um, just stop doing it. Okay, yeah. And stop F- getting releases that came out on other consoles four years ago. And advertising was, oh, wow, look, new game. L.A. Noir. I could buy used at a GameStop for $3. I'm not going to spend 60 bucks to buy it on the Switch. I could buy well, it on PS4 they, for 
Okay, okay. But did they update the game at all? Did they? No. Or they just ported it over. Say screw it. Oh, Jesus. All right, whatever. If you own a Switch, you're paying. If you already have a PS4, buy it used for like four or five bucks. You can get a new copy for 20 for like the PS3. So mm. it's not. Stop it. That's my message. That's okay. RNG. I'm tired of that crap. I'm tired of it. Good info. Good comment. I got one more thing. Really? Persona 5 is good. Who? Persona 5 for the PlayStation 4. It's an RPG. Oh, okay. RPG. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Shigo, uh, Persona 5. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Persona games, basically, or any of the Shin Megami Tensei games, all right, Japanese high school students sure. who enter the metaverse and interact with uh, shadows, but they have their own personas that they uh, release, like they're connected to, like, say the magician or the hermit, but their persona of that is say Isis or a matador or some other strange thing. Some weird, creepy Japanese demon. Okay. And they use that to gain powers, in the metaverse to fight bad guys and save people and stuff. Uh, but persona five is currently the ultimate expression of a JRPG. Incredibly slick transitions between scenes, uh, incredibly slick storytelling, uh, action based, world roaming but turn-based combat oh good oh i love that it's just it's and the action scenes aren't like ah pew pew action action it's like try and hide try and hide all right run up get him aha i ambushed him that gives you an advantage to go in the the turn-based combat that then happens Mm -hmm. so uh it's kind of a convoluted story but it's relatively easy to follow um somewhat interesting characters kind of somewhere kind of cardboard cutouty but you could draw like a line between all the role playing is it has led to this game. It is such the entire package is so incredibly well put together. The game's about a year old now, I think maybe less, eh, less, but it is a fantastic, fantastic game. I can't recommend it enough. If you have a PlayStation four and you love RPGs, you need to play the game. There's no, if Sandra, but like, I don't know. No, 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 no. It's not the deepest game, but that's one of its advantages. It doesn't make you bang your head out on, oh, I need to craft this item or grind this to do that to find the hidden pearl, which will allow the wisdom tree to grow. None of that crap. Yeah, you got to buy weapons, buy some armor. You can grind enemies if you feel like it. Uh, There's a system for combining personas to get better personas. But all in all, it uh, it boils things down to a point where everything's still exciting and interesting. Where you can get all caught up in farming the right persona to get the thing to do the stuff to make the other thing. Or you can just play the game. Sure. And it allows you that gameplay. And it allows people to... It also, there's... While you're doing that, your character's also learning skills. You see your knowledge ranking up and all those things. You could also get all the things where you're developing relationships with all these other characters and those influence how your personas that interact. So a great, great, great RPG. Okay. If great. you have a PlayStation 4, you need to get the game. And you love RPG. If you hate RPGs, you'll hate this game. You know what? You know what? The only console that I have. PlayStation you know, you 2. I don't know what it is. That PlayStation 2. That's right. 
I have a. I have three PlayStation Twos. I have one. I have three. Wait, am I counting broken ones, or just no. working ones? Working ones. Three. Okay. It's five if you count broken ones. <laughs> what are you hanging on to two broken ones for? I use it for parts. Oh. Uh, parts for to for fix the other PlayStation Twos. Okay, got it. Fair. I'm a, I'm a nerd. All right. <sighs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to me ramble there. If you want to hear other better rambling, check out Max Leo and Delgarian. Max Leo streams uh, Fridays at 1900 Central European time. That's noon Eastern, I believe. Uh, and he's been playing Planet Nomads. That's been cool. I really liked when he did uh, Surviving Mars. That was it? Not Colonized, Surviving yeah, Mars. That was Mars. fun. That was fun. That was fun, yeah. Uh, potentially he's doing Crowfall uh, or Star Citizen coming up. The Duncan's counting down. We're self-destructing. <laughs> Yep. Uh, and also check out Elgarian streaming Shroud of the Avatar Forsaken Virtues Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 9am Central Standard Time the premiere Shroud of the Avatar stream oh, it's counting up again oh that's what? interesting if you're missing destructs broken well always stops at one the uh, uh, if you're missing Elgarian Shroud of the Avatar you are missing out you don't know what Shroud of the Avatar is if you're missing out uh, also check out rpota.com and sodahelp.org for any information you need on Shroud of the Avatar. It's always yes. great. Helps out. If, El- if Algarian doesn't know the answer to your Shroud of the Avatar question, he knows the person who can answer for it. Absolutely. That is a fa- he's a fantastic resource. We are very happy and proud to have him as part yes, of the Nation of Myth. So take advantage of him. He likes it. Mm. As always, here's our gaming schedule. Check us out streaming every single day of the week. We do appreciate all of our fans, everyone coming along, joining us. Thank you every so much, everyone. I forgot to do something, didn't I? You didn't see that. That didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. La, la, la. So, uh, any final words of wisdom there, Heathen Dog? Uh, when, you're putting, uh, when you're putting your socks on in the bathroom, uh, make sure you, you have clearance above your head when you get up again. Good advice. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that. That's my that's my advice. Hot tip Good for advice. today. As always, like, subscribe, or comment on this video and all of our videos. You can do so through Twitch, Twitch.tv/LegionMyth. Through Twitter, tweet us at LegionMyth. We'll tweet you back. We'll have a big old Tweety Fest. It'll be great. Sure. Big old happy Tweety Fest because everyone loves tweeting. Because tweeting is good. Uh, you can check us on YouTube. Just look for Legion of Myth on YouTube. Go to join our Discord channel. Join us on Amino. Get the audio version of this on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, or Fine Podcast, aggregators everywhere. If you want to support Legion you can do so through a Patreon subscription, through a Streamlabs donation, directly through PayPal, or getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. Thank you very much, everyone. Impress your friends. Terrify your enemies. Make friends of your enemies with your Legion of Myth gear. It's like magic. Thank you for listening, for taking part. Duncan Idaho, Algarian, Valdahar, thank you guys so much for joining us in the chat today. We appreciate it. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well, live it nerdy, and have a great, darling night.